0: When you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard-to-find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com unique.
1: uh as always i'm matt and now we're we're, we're the, the whole band is back together this week uh, so i've joined uh once again by jamie jamie how are you this evening
0: i am doing well i'm glad to be back i feel like it's been forever it has
1: been it's been a while i know for for both of us because I mean, you know last week i did sort of the short one on the golf flick but yeah it's been about three weeks i guess because uh, i think uh, the last one we did was top of the world which was uh one that brian enjoyed <laughs> and, and uh, I you know like I want to get this out of the way I guess right away before we, we we do our pleasantries Brian I am sorry about tonight's film I apologize for that so just wanted to get that out of the way first uh um you know hopefully next week's will be a little bit better for you but uh yes you, you got you had a few weeks off though Brian from from our bad film so so you know i I, I guess maybe I had to make up for lost time I apologize. <laughs> Oh, he's just the yeah. high. You
0: should be. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, he um, yeah. Well, we'll get into that, but yeah, this was an interesting one.
1: It was. It was. A, it was a tough. It was a tough call. It was a. You know. It, this was um. I. I didn't really even. You know. We. We know that this was a um an asylum film. So maybe we should have known what we were getting into. But I, I. don't know. I. I. It just. It always seems like a good idea at the time, and it's just, it just. It just never ends up working out.
0: Yeah. It. Uh... I, I, I don't know. I'm always like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And then we're watching these, and I'm going, why am I doing this? Yeah. But see, at the same time, these are all they – all, they're always movies that I have a mild curiosity about mm-hmm. anyway, at the very least. And so this is an excuse to watch them – when normally I would just keep shoving them to the end of my queue. (laughs) And, uh, you know, two years later, it's still hanging on my queue. And I'm like, oh, I never did. I still haven't watched that movie. So and as a matter of fact, this particular film had been in my queue for a very long time. And then when you suggested it, I'm like, well, it's there anyway. You know, I I put it there for a reason because I eventually (laughs) intended to watch it. So we may as well.
1: Yeah, I I don't know what it was, what the first moment was um, that I I knew we were in for a a, a long ride. I I want to say, um, it was when we saw who Abe Lincoln was because he didn't really look Abe Lincoln-y. He didn't have that sort of Abe Lincoln. Um, I don't know, like the, the Abe Lincoln film, i film. Um, you know, again, I can't expect the asylum to get someone who's you know we're, we're not going to expect Daniel Day Lewis to be our Abe Lincoln. Um, but I, I felt like, um, I don't know how to describe it. I felt like, um,
0: it was Bill Oberst Jr., wasn't
1: it? Yes, yeah. Who's been in quite a bit. He has like, I think. Yeah. He, he's,
0: he's he he's like an independent. Um, he's huge in yeah. independence, like he is particularly horror films.
1: Yeah. You, know, yeah. you
0: find his name all over the place and he pops up everywhere.
1: Yeah, and I I think he's competing with Eric Roberts for the most in production <laughs> credits on on in IMDb. <laughs> so, there's but, that.
0: but no one can do the cry face like Eric Roberts.
1: Right. No, no. Nope. He Yes, one of, one of the best cry faces in the business, I would say, Mr. Yeah, he
0: gets all wet yeah. I and mean, his whole face gets wet. It, he just, I I just love him bitten and slobbering and uh, that I just
1: yes. love that. We we, we could have used that. I think Eric Roberts would have made an interesting choice for for Abe Lincoln.
0: Hey, why not?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I I I will oh, what there there are two stories that I've always had with Abe Lincoln in, in my life. The, the first one was um when uh, I was I want to say in college, um the Weekly World News put out an article saying that Abe Lincoln was in fact a woman. Um that he uh, was oh. yeah, he was pretending to be a man. Um, you know that John Wilkes Booth was a, a scorned lover, and that's why John Wilkes Booth, Booth killed uh, her. I guess we would say in this case. Um, no, I guess we would say him. Um, I, I don't know exactly what the week. I don't remember what the angle was. Whether that um, whether uh, Abe Lincoln was uh, uh, you know trans um, or if they were saying that. Uh, uh, because the world wasn't ready for a woman president in the 19th century that she was masquerading as a man in order to be president i don't remember exactly i think actually that's what they were saying because they were saying mary todd lincoln was in fact a guy dressed up as a woman
0: (laughs) well it makes sense because you know all women are like six foot six and like (laughs) how tall was he He was like super tall yes Um, yeah and he clearly had the physique of a woman with his stick straight skinniness and (laughs) and his full face of beard um (laughs) <laughs> I can't look at him without going, wow, there's just something really feminine about that guy.
1: Well, the beard, they said, <laughs> was the work of John Wilkes Booth, that John Wilkes Booth was a scorned lover who had helped uh oh, Well, because he it.
0: was an actor.
1: Exactly, and he knew how to glue beards to people's faces. He was a master at that, uh, so that's what the article said, but um, I, I remember uh, my brother, I gave it to my brother, he's, you know, my brother's about about uh, nine years younger than me, so uh, he would have been like uh, nine or ten years old, um, and um in, in, in the state of Maine, they had this, like, initiative to get kids to read more in school. They had this thing called uh, Sustained Silent Reading where um, every day uh, kids from up into middle school age would have to spend, like, I don't know, 20 minutes reading or a half hour or something like that or 45 minutes. Um, I used to bring comic books in, and my teachers would get really mad at me for that, to do that for the thing. But uh, he brought that in, the Weekly World News, saying that Abe Lincoln was a woman. That was his his we <laughs> reading that day. And his teachers got mad, and my mom then got mad at me for giving it to him. To you know,
0: I was an avid Weekly World reader, week Weekly World News reader when I was uh, younger because my grandmother uh, had a subscription. Mm-hmm. She had a subscription to that and to uh, the National Enquirer. Mm-hmm. It started with the Enquirer, and then next came Weekly World News. And the, the interesting thing it was one of those things that. Uh, I learned about it initially from my best friend, and she would come and stay the summers with me, stay the weekends with me during the school year. And uh, so she was basically, she lived at my house, mm-hmm. you know, um, for the most part. And so every weekend after school, she would come over and then spend the weekend with me. And we would always, every Friday night, the first thing we would do is we would get my dad, and we'd pile in the car, and we'd go grocery shopping for the weekend, mm-hmm. where we, he, he just let us load up on whatever we wanted. <laughs> And she always picked up the latest issue of Weekly World News. And we would go home and read it and laugh about it. and <laughs> Then my grandmother started picking them up from around the house. And she totally fell in love with it. And so then she had a subscription. <laughs> I was like, nice. yay. And we had a subscription to that thing for years. Oh, nice. Years. And um, I just – the funny thing is that my grandfather would – Read some of the things, and he's like, "Hey, Jamie, come here. Did you know about this?" And I'm like, "It's it's not real." <laughs> and he's like, "Is it? look look what I saw in the news." I'm like, "It's not really news. You can't trust it. Right. Like it's just for fun." And he's like, "Oh, there's zombies in the Blue Ridge Mountains." I'm like, "No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I really don't think so." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But because it had news in the title, then damn it, it must be real. It
1: must be news. Yes, you can't <laughs> throw that term around lightly. Look, t- look at Fox News. It must be news, right? It must be All real. Right, there you go. Yes, if, and it if it's knew- on the
0: internet, it must be true. It must be true,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's there's always that one with Abe Lincoln. And the other one was um, in biology class in high school, uh, sophomore year, we were studying genetic disorders. Um, and one of my classmates had Marfan syndrome, which uh, they thought maybe um, – Abe Lincoln had because of his kind of st- tall, stocky frame like that. Um, and um, she said in her, I guess this girl, I don't know if she didn't know that Abe Lincoln was assassinated, which I uh, kind of, you know, to get make it to sophomore year of high school and not know that information, so that's crazy to me. But she um, she wrote in her report that, uh, that, that he may have died from Marfan syndrome. <laughs> and so me being the, uh, the smartass that I am raised my hand and said, uh, I think he died of a gunshot wound, didn't he? You know? And the teacher had to go through and explain, Well, no, they think the Mar fans made it so he uh his heart wouldn't have handled that that uh that death and I'm like, but he got shot in the head. Like uh, Right. You know? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I'm
0: yes. like, There was a fucking head shot, I don't <laughs> <Yes>. think you-
1: he <laughs> He could have had Lance Armstrong's heart racing up the mountains <laughs> in France. I don't think he would have survived that. I don't think the Mar fans really did it to him, you know? Might have cut short <laughs> sure a basketball career he might have had, but I don't know that it was uh <laughs>
0: it was probably that bullet. <laughs> yes,
1: I was thinking the bullet. I don't know. That's just, you know, the again, there's something about the heart and the brain where yes, it it helps to have a nice strong heart to make it through um illnesses, but um sometimes that 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 gunshot wound to the head just just doesn't take <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that those wow. are those are the yeah, two. I don't
0: I don't think my heart murmur would be responsible for me, for my death if I got hit by a train. Yes. Exactly. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> By the way, I don't really have a heart murmur. That was no, no but, it was but for th- comedic purposes. <laughs>
1: it, it, but it's it, the idea, right? That yes, it was that you know. But later on, when they do your, they, 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 which, well, she wouldn't. I survived. don't need to
0: insult anyone who actually does have a, have a heart murmur. There's my disclaimer.
1: No, but but we should point <laughs> out to people with heart murmurs that just because you have, you know, you, you're you're twice as likely to die from a train injury. So make sure you really <laughs> look both ways when you cross the train tracks. So. <laughs>
0: And dodge those bullets. Dodge the bullets. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, don't don't try to be a hero. Just be and, and don't go hunting with Dick Cheney.
0: Billy, <laughs> don't be a hero.
1: Don't be a hero. <laughs> <right>. Yes. <laughs>
0: oh. Okay. Well, what are we talking about? Does anybody have we told them what we're talking so about?
1: So the movie we did it we're doing is uh, Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies, which is your classic asylum mockumentary, um, based on a. Uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter are supposed to uh, use to cash in on the publicity around Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And, um, yeah, like, I, I, you know, Carl, I, I, I always feel like the Asylum is like, um, you know, we don't really have Carl's Jr. around here, um, but I know there is uh, Carl's Jr. You know, I, I've been to them before. And, um, you know, Carl's Jr. always has these big, massive sandwiches uh, on, on their menu. And you just lo- you know look at them, and Wendy's kind of does the same thing. Maybe the Wendy's triple for example. But, you know, you look on the menu and go, boy, you know, I kind of like that. Well, I'd really like to try that. And then it's like, I get a few bites in and realize, boy, I got myself into more than I can handle here. Um, And and I guess the same thing with the Asylum film, right, where I, I should learn to turn off the the TV, You know, with that Carl's Jr. hamburger, I have this sense of like, well, I paid eight bucks for the, the meal. I might as well finish it off. I don't want to waste the money. And then, of course, I'm paying for it for the next two days while my system tries to deal with the sodium and fat intake and all of the sugars and everything that that sandwich had. Um, I think it's kind of like the asylum. You know, it seems like a, a, a like you, you were saying, you know, it was in your queue. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, turned out not so.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, as Brian said, so far our discussion is much better than this film. <laughs> So I guess that's a little bit of a, a of a cue as to uh, what we all thought of this. You know, um, wow. Yeah. If this, I'm just gonna put this out there. If for <laughs> anyone out there who's listening, if this movie is in your list to watch, yeah. And you've been teetering. hmm You can go ahead and totter. Yeah. Can <laughs> you can just <laughs> not bother. Yes. Because while. I do think it starts off okay. I'm I, I think that there is sort of an underlying humor there mm-hmm. that, you know, could be fun. But the problem is it is really difficult to sustain a joke for a, a long period of time. Like one single joke mm-hmm. for ninety minutes. Or this one was actually wasn't like 96 or something like that? I yeah. wanted to say it was like a couple minutes over, um, which I really did not need that. Because mm. uh, what you end up getting is <laughs> <laughs> something that's really dragged out a lot, a lot longer than it needs to be. And some of the stupidest, most non-committed zombies I have ever seen in my life, yeah. where these zombies will be frequently facing the opposite direction Humans will be doing things behind them, not trying to be quiet, and they don't even turn around. Yeah. They are, the, and they're standing perfectly still for the most part. There's a scene where they seem to be in stasis, and like the humans just sneak up on them. And then you see there's actually one scene where you see a, a zombie jump, like oh, like oh, I didn't know you were there. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening here? This, these aren't even a threat. Like yes. they're not, they're not scary, because. They're not a threat. Right. They don't even really come after you. Yeah, they're... And during the whole siege, they were still, <laughs> you know, 50 feet away, 150 yards away. I mean, they were so just not interested in the human element.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think I have ever seen zombies as plot convenience theater. You know, um, it, it, you know, zombies are always like a constant threat. Whenever a movie has zombies in it, it's a constant threat. It's like an underlying tension. Um, whenever there's any kind of relaxing from your characters, it's the idea that they're, 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 they're going to be there. But in this film, they were plot convenience theater. You know, whenever we need to, to kill somebody off, whenever the zombies suddenly need to be a threat, we'll make them a threat. And then when we want to do our, our plot exposition, or whatever, uh, the zombies will go off to the background. They were like the, um, the injured leg of zombie films, right? It was like, uh, you know, when, when, a, when a character has an injured leg, it's injured when it needs to be for the convenience of the plot and not injured when it needs to be for the convenience of the plot. It, it yes. seemed like that's what we had here was plot convenience theater zombies.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought up the constant threat thing because there's one film that comes to mind whenever... Uh, and I actually... There was one scene in this film that I even made a comparison to the other film. It was early on, so I, I, I did not yet know that uh, <laughs> that was a bad thing to do. I later found that out. But uh, it's a film called The Dead. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen it, there's also been a sequel but uh, that takes place in India, but the original takes place in Africa, and it's a zombie film made by the Ford Brothers. And I love this film, mm-hmm. because the zombies move very slowly, but they're constantly coming. Mm-hmm. And if you think about what makes it frightening is that you're, you know, think about, like, picture the plains in Africa. Mm. <laughs> like Toto song. <laughs> um, <laughs> picture... Picture just the wide open plains, and zombies are constantly coming. They're they're always moving. They're always after you. So you can run for as far as you want to run. Eventually, they're going to catch up to you. Mm-hmm. And because they do move very slowly, they are, but they are a constant threat. Um, there's a scene in this one movie where the guy is sleeping in a tree because it's completely unsafe mm-hmm. to sleep on the ground. And uh, that's just they 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 will come they are coming and it's very frightening and it works really well and here they are just distracted kind of dumbfounded I I've never seen anything like it I have <laughs> never seen anything like these um yeah I, I don't know they're like they're I don't know what I don't know the word is but they, they it's except that they're dumb I mean, they just don't seem interested at all which means they're not scary yeah. you can walk right past them which they frequently do um, you can walk right up to them and chop their heads off which they frequently do and if you die at the hands of these zombies or at the teeth of these zombies then you deserve it Oh, Brian just said that Yes, you deserve <laughs> <it>. yes. <laughs> he said if you die by these zombies you deserve to die Yes, and <laughs> it's true because you're gonna have to walk up to one of them and put your arm in their mouth. Yes, that's how uninterested they are. Yeah, so there is absolutely nothing frightening. And I understand that it's it's supposed to be fu- but I will see, I don't know. I mean, I would assume it's supposed to be funny, but it doesn't it doesn't really play for laughs. It's not there aren't any really overt jokes. it's it seems like it's it's earnest. It seems like it's taking itself seriously. Yet at the same time, it's not scary. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what the intent was.
1: Yeah, I I, I wanted to see like there's a scene early on where um there that Abe Lincoln is in an area that's kind of being he is not expecting it to be overrun by zombies, but it is. And somebody throws him his sickle and he opens it up and and cuts out you know takes off of takes off a few heads or whatever. And I, I kind of wanted more of that. I wanted like Abe Lincoln as like you know, Schwarzenegger and commando style. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I wanted something really good like that. And uh, I, I didn't, that was one thing that frustrated me was that it it was like they, 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 I don't know. They, they couldn't go far enough in one direction or another with this Abe Lincoln. And, um, you know, I don't know. There were some other goofy things they did. Like a, the, a kid was supposed to be Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know if they went on Wikipedia and found out that Teddy Roosevelt was born in 58, uh, 1858. Um, so I, he was a little bit i don't, I don't know if they they realized how you know he would
0: only have been like five years old, right,
1: exactly, which made me kind of wonder like well what what were they thinking they think this kid was going to play for five years old um but uh it, it just seemed like a stretch there and didn't really make any sense um but you know, it seemed like they were more interested in doing crap like that than you know like like I would have liked to have seen you know I mean uh, I like how he had the coat on the whole time, and he was very uh regal, but uh you know I would have liked to have seen like. I don't know. I, I guess maybe one or the other, like him just be like Abe Lincoln and and kind of just kill people. And I don't I don't really know. I don't know what this character was. He was not the Abe Lincoln that I wanted. I wanted like some. I don't know what I wanted. You know, I mean, Abe Lincoln, we kind of think of as some kind of, a, a you know, an American icon, American hero. I mean, he's on the five dollar bill. He's on, you know, on our pennies. Um, and we had this image of Abe Lincoln as this big guy with a big hat. And, his, you know, I mean, he never wore the hat once. So I wanted to see the top hat at some point, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It like, wasn't in the budget. I guess not. <laughs> I guess I look it. Are you kidding me? I, the,
0: did, did you see these costumes? Yes. They didn't try hard at all. I mean, they, they really didn't <laughs> try very, very hard to make this whole thing very authentic. It was basically just show up in a, in a white button down shirt and something black on the bottom, mm-hmm. like maybe a skirt. We'll slap together some bonnets that look like they made them out of poster board. Because <laughs> so, no one's going to be looking that hard. Right. And I, um, I'm just watching these. I'm like, God, they just don't look very off. I mean, these people don't look very authentic. And then, yeah. of course, you're thinking, well, you know, with a limited budget, what are you going to do? I don't know. Try. Yeah. Uh, you can try. Um, uh, I just didn't feel like. And what is this horror thing?
1: <laughs> I know what was that about? Yes, I.
0: Now we've got, we've got a quote from the Gettysburg dress being credited to a whore.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> I know what what happened there. That was, I. You know, I mean, it was bad enough the idea that the Oh, the Brian mentioned the mustaches. There were some. There were some great ones, you know. what? The, the mustaches look like um, I don't know if you've ever seen on on Saturday Night Live when um uh, Kel uh Kel uh or no Keenan Keenan plays um uh. Steve Harvey, when they make fun, they do a celebrity yeah. family feud, and he has the Steve Harvey mustache. Uh, that's what a lot of these people look like. They had on was the uh, SNL Steve Harvey mustache. But um, yeah, I like the, the the whole thing, like between the the yeah the whole thing with the 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 prostitute and him. Ha- w- w- they had a relationship or something, right? And he was he yeah. promised he was going years to marry her. her.
0: Yes, years before they were in love.
1: Yeah,
0: and he promised her he would marry her, and then he came back. And set her free. But, of course, she didn't want to be set free. And then, yeah, I don't know. And now she has a daughter who works for her. Yes. I'm like, oh, ew. And I'm (laughs) like, am I supposed to really like your character? Because you have just basically turned your daughter into a whore. Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly. What is your redeeming quality again? Because it's not that accent. I'll give you that. It is not that accent. Oh,
1: boy, that was hard. That was rough that was i don't know what that accent was that was you know um yeah i've heard comedians like just doing a a, you know an exaggerated mock southern accent that sounds better than that you know just just off the cuff you know just like Mm. Uh, and yeah that one that was hard and and you know um i noticed the film was actually shot in savannah georgia so uh, i don't know if they, they just couldn't find anybody there you know Maybe some of uh, Paula Dean's former employees may have, you know, <laughs> <laughs> think some, some of them out. Of, there must be some out-of-work actors that were, you know, that would have would have liked to have played that part. But, um, yeah, I I was yes, that that accent was hard to listen to after, um, the first couple times she spoke. And again, the fact that she's being credited, that that voice is being credited with the Getty, part of the Gettysburg Address, um, yeah. yeah, that
0: was, wow. Yeah, one thing I did like. It, it, the problem is we just took way too long to get there, and by the time we got to it, I didn't give a shit anymore. Right. Um, but one thing I did kind of like is the whole... He once. Here's a spoiler, people, and I, I'm sorry if you want to go watch this movie, but seriously, just don't bother. Don't, don't. But um, here's a spoiler anyway. <laughs> uh, he gets bitten because he decides to keep his horror uh, right. when she has become zombified, and a year and a half later, he still has her... Chained up in a barn mm-hmm. because there's a doctor doing experiments trying to cure. I'm like, what, cure dead? Yes. You're going to find a cure for dead? Mm-hmm. No, it's not happening. But uh, anyway, so because of that, Abraham gets bitten. And then, as it turns out, uh, he had just heard that John Wilkes Booth was going to attempt to kidnap him, possibly assassinate him. So he sends this note to where John Wilkes Booth is staying telling him he's going to be at the Ford Theater and, and all of this and basically orchestrating his own assassination by headshot yeah. because he was now infected with zombieism. I think that's an interesting idea. Uh, on one hand, I was like, "Oh, well, that's kind of neat, I guess. But then Brian's like, but why? Yes. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah." he's like, why wouldn't he just shoot himself in the head? I'm like, I, I really don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I- I- I'm not saying that... It's founded in anything good, that it's very profound or anything. I just thought it was interesting, the one interesting thing that they managed to weave in there. But, um, no, I mean, I guess really it – there is no why, so maybe that's not good either. Hell, I was trying. I tried to give them some credit for something.
1: No, I, I kind of like that point. That actually, for me, actually, got, I, I got a kick out of it because um, I kind of call that the, the Bill Belichick effect in, um, in New England um, with the, the coach of the Patriots, Bill Belichick. If you uh, listen to talk radio at all, and I always get a kick out of it. There's one, one show I listen to, a sports radio show I listen to the podcast of. But um, the, the, the Patriots fans, essentially Bill Belichick cannot do anything wrong. No matter what he does, he's right when he does it. Um, and so I kind of like this because it's kind of, it, in, in a completely you know, um, um, unintentional way, uh, mocks that whole system because the idea is like, Bill, Abe Lincoln is so good that even when he got assassinated, it was him, it was his own plan who did it. But um, Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, when the Patriots lost to the Green Bay Packers last um, last year, uh, you know, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl, of course, but when they lost to the Packers, uh, Patriots fans were literally calling in to say that Bill Belichick lost that game on purpose, so the Packers would be overconfident if they played the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, that, I heard that.
1: Yes, that's I
0: did hear that.
1: That's how ridiculous. That's how it is with the whole Bill Belichick. and And so it was kind of funny to see that, you know, like because that's what would happen if Bill Belichick was assassinated. You would get Patriots fans calling in saying, "No, no, he had been bitten by his zombie hooker <laughs> wife." A girlfriend and knew he was going to, t- to become a zombie. And you see, and actually, maybe I should do it with the Boston accent. No, B- Belichick. See, he, he became a zombie because what I happened, can- yeah, he, he was like, <laughs> he's hanging out with this zombie hookah. And then what happened was, was that, uh, like, he, he, he knew he didn't want to be a zombie. No one wants to become a zombie. So he, he, got, he got bitten. And, and he, so what he did is he had this guy kill him. He had, he had Aaron Hernandez kill him because he knew, you know, it was going to be better for him that way. But um, yeah, I mean that w- that's what they would do. They'd call in and they did that. W- that's what they'd explain. Nobody you
0: know, wants to be a zombie, bro.
1: No, nobody <laughs> wants to be a. Velga, you know you don't want to be a zombie. Come on now. <laughs> 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 but um, that that's what that is exactly what would happen. So I got a kick out of that kind of in a, in a roundabout way. But um, but yeah, you know um, I mean it. <laughs> this movie it was almost like um, they came up with these little little things, these little nuggets to throw in like that. Um, And, like, the Teddy Roosevelt thing. Yeah. Um, Oh,
0: and then the scene, I did, I I got a chuckle, or they got a chuckle out of me when he, when Abraham Lincoln handed young Teddy Roosevelt the stick, and he's like, when you're out there with the zombies, walk softly and carry a big stick. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's funny. And they did that. And that was the first time. But then the second right. time was when, you know, the horse spouted the, the line from the Gettysburg address and I'm just like, Wow Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. one time was funny.
1: Yes. Now, yeah. Now that was too much. <laughs> I know now it's <laughs> now you're you're taking it too far. You know. it's funny. I was thinking about this myself that um you know, in the United States we you know, we have a few things that we hold sacred that you would you wouldn't um you wouldn't want to make fun of, that you wouldn't want to mock. There there are a few things that are like really kind of bad that you wouldn't make jokes about, but for the most part, you know, we are pretty good about like the people that we we hold in esteem. You know, like our our, our big you know our heavy hitters in our our history. Um, we we are pretty good. You know, like there is no um, you know like a movie like this, Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, or, you know, if you made it about any president or any famous person in our history, uh, something like that, um, you wouldn't get, like, protests or people up in arms saying, you're defacing American history and things like that. I think for things like this, we're good about. I mean, there are plenty of other things that we get our backup, people in America get their backup for that they need to just chill out about. Um, But uh, this is what I kind of thought. I kind of think that this is one of the things about us as a nation that's kind of fun. Um, I mean, I think there probably are other countries that are willing to do that as well. But, um, you know, we, 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 with certain people, most, most of our major famous people were good um, about that. I was thinking about that even with like, a, like a Jesus Christ. They put him in a lot of cartoons. <laughs> he seems to have a role in The Family Guy and at South Park and things like that. Um, but I, I, it's one of the things I kind of like is that we can kind of have fun with Abe Lincoln. And in fact, really, what we're complaining about is the fact that they didn't have as much fun with it as they could have. That they didn't go as far as they could have with it. Um, and that's what's kind of too bad.
0: Well, and you're absolutely right. I mean, if you're going to tease us with a title like <laughs> Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies, then that's what I want to see. Like, yeah. that's what I'm there to see. And I want you to go with it wholesale, and yes. it doesn't take a lot of budget right. to do that. Yeah. I mean, he could just walk out and just be all badass. I mean, he did yes. have a couple of badass scenes, but not we spent the majority of the time running from place to place and hiding and then coming up with this this plan to lead them all into the the gunpowder storehouse <laughs> and then, you know, blow it up so we have our general run in there with his floppy beard. <laughs> yes. Which I did enjoy. Probably the biggest amount of enjoyment I got from this film was watching his beard Every single time he talked, because <laughs> yeah. it would just be like wee wee wee, just <laughs> flapping in the breeze when he was talking. God, yes. it was awful.
1: You know what that reminded me of? Do you remember the um, the Brady Bunch episode where uh, Greg had had a date with this girl and her her cousin was in yes. town, so they had to get Peter a date, so they gave him a mustache to make him look yes. older, and it was coming off the whole time. <laughs> yes, that's what that's what I was thinking about when I saw that. His floppy beard the whole time I was like, uh oh, you know, Greg's not taking you out on any more dates. So. Oh, God, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that w- the, the Brady Bunch episode,
0: not this. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we got the digital torch. Yes. Did you notice that the flame yes. on the torch was Ugh. digital? Yes. And I'm like, you can't light a fucking torch. No. I don't tell me that's not in the budget. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could wrap a water, water shirt around a stick and make a torch and set that shit on fire. Why do we have digital fire? Now, one thing I will say is that there was a point where the guy with the torch was weaving through a lot of zombies, which I'm also calling bullshit on. These (laughs) zombies were so not interested that there's a guy weaving his way through an entire crowd of them, and he doesn't get bitten not even once. No, Not even once. They don't even try. Yeah. And and they're just watching him like he's like, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me coming through. Um <laughs> and so maybe that's why they had it digital because he was gonna be that close to that many people and they didn't want to risk setting anyone on fire or anything. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean it's still pretty cheap. Uh, it it just it looks bad. Um yeah, I was going to
1: say, I, is that an insurance thing? Like, the moment you have real fire, your insurance premiums go up? I mean,
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's a good pro- – maybe so. Maybe uh, maybe so, but, damn, sometimes, sometimes it's just worth it, mm-hmm. you know? We also had some digital blood.
1: Yes. I, I thought – the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, that's Jamie's, – Jamie's not going to enjoy that. I
0: that, am not a fan of digital blood. I'm not. I mean, because, you know, people make movies at home. With <laughs> with you know, caro syrup and food coloring. Um, it, it it's not difficult, and I really don't see why you can't just go the extra mile and squirt out a little something real. At looking, those kind of things, those little things, just bother me because it just it it screams. I don't give a damn. Yeah. You know, I don't really give a damn about this movie, and um, and that's pretty much what the asylum is anyway. I, I really. I have gotten into arguments with people before because I was slamming an asylum movie, and they came at me. Um, Come at me, bro. Uh, they <laughs> came at me um, because they're like they don't have much of a budget to work with. They do the best they can. How dare you oh. slam them? Oh, shut up! Yeah, shut up. Yeah. Okay, I've I, there are people with tinier budgets than these films way tinier budgets than these films and they managed to do a lot more with it because they care this is a machine right. all they do is pump them out they don't give a damn did you know there was an asylum version of Jurassic Park
1: I, I'm not surprised I, you um, know.
0: I saw it the other day uh, which by the way I watched Jurassic World I went to see it I was one of the 500 billion mm-hmm. or it, million um, and I loved it it was um, good Cr- did you see it too?
1: No, I haven't seen it. No, I was kind curious, oh, wow.
0: Noah. Oh yeah, it was crazy good. I was so excited because I'm a big Jurassic Park geek, and um, mm-hmm. I was super, super, super excited. I went to see it Friday afternoon. Like I couldn't wait any longer. Mm-hmm. I had to go see it Friday afternoon, and I did. And I'm so glad that I did because it was just I loved it, and um, epic, mm-hmm. epic dinosaur battle. I mean seriously, um, that that Godzilla that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this was so awesome. But anyway, yeah. um, a- sometime after that over the weekend, I ran across the – oh, it was on Netflix. It's on Netflix, and I forget what it's called, but uh, if you, like, look up – I was searching, look up dinosaurs. I was doing a search for dinosaurs because I was in the mood to watch something dinosaur-y. Mm-hmm. And so I did a search for that, and I came across an Asylum film, which is basically, it sounds like it's sort of a cross between Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 2, mm-hmm. where they are, like, dino- Someone creates dinosaurs, and then they are run amok in the city. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, it is now sitting in my queue because apparently I never learned my lesson. Um <laughs> I really want to watch it just to see how bad it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, it, it's, and I probably won't watch the whole thing because a lot of times what I've done with Asylum movies is I will just turn them on and then fast forward until I can see how bad the monsters look and then I'm done. <laughs> I, that's really all I care about because I, I know that there's not going to be anything else interesting mm-hmm. involved in it. And that's the thing. is like, That's why I have no respect for this company. That's why I have no problem slamming this company right. because these aren't guys who are trying their damnedest to put out a good product. They don't just want to make movies so badly that, they, that you know, they're burning the candle at both ends and, and working six jobs, and they're like, I just have to get my movie out. That's not what this is about. That's not at all what this company is about. They don't give a damn. Right. They just – they like to ride the coattails of whatever's popular. Yeah. And so after Abraham Lincoln, zombie killer – I mean, sorry, vampire killer came out, which I never saw, but Brian oh. said he saw, and um, he wasn't that crazy about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, so after that came out, then, of course, here comes this one. hmm And um, it's not like – it wasn't a passion project. No. It's not like some guy for the last decade has been going. If only I could make my dream movie. If only I could make Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies. Right. Then I could die a happy man. Right. You know, there's none of that. <laughs> they yeah. don't care. So if they don't care, then why should I?
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, that's like the one of, one of the films I reviewed a, a while back for the blog. Um, directed uh, or actually it wasn't directed by, but written by a uh, great uh, great uh, comedian and and, and writer uh. uh Ross Patterson, um, and he, he's he's known as uh, Saint James Street James in the film Pool Boy, Drowning the Fury. But I, mm-hmm. that w- that was his project as well, Pool Boy, Drowning Out the Fury. Um, but he did uh, FDR American Badass um, with Barry Bostwick as FDR. Yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. the werewolf movie. The werewolf one. I mean, what a yeah. great a great film. And and you can tell that like he that that was his project. That was his baby. You know, he you know whether the jokes worked or didn't work, which a lot of them did work. But you know, the whole thing was that was his baby. And, and so you could see the the care. He, he wasn't just trying to get that out there to, I don't know, because, again, it, there wasn't really any, you know, I mean, unless he was, you know, I guess maybe you could maybe tie it in because it's another president. But, um, you know, he wasn't doing it to just try to have it on the shelves so that people have, you know, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter in they ha- their head, and they, they grab that, too, just to grab it. Um, I mean, the, the asylum has been pretty open about why they do this, because, um, you know, I think it was uh, C. Thomas Howell had the, his own version of War of the Worlds that they were distributing, and there was a, 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 it came out at the time that Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds came out, and there was a little debate within the company. Well, should we put it out while this one's out? Maybe it will, will cause confusion, and maybe it's not a good idea. But they decided to put it out anyway and realized a lot of people were renting it thinking it was the other one. And so that's you know, that's how they're, I don't know what you call them, mockumentaries or whatever, mockbusters. Um, Mockbuster, mockbusters, yeah. that's how it was born. That's how this process was born. And and, and you can see with this one, with Abe, Abe Lincoln, uh, you know, zombie or versus zombies, that they, they, they're more concerned with getting it on the shelves as soon as they can. Um, and really for them, the, the, the content in the middle doesn't really matter as much because – uh, for them, they've made their money the moment we've either, you know, gotten it at Redbox or we've put it in our queue um, or we've watched it on Netflix. The moment we've done that, they, they've been successful. Um, and so maybe that is, you know, when it's up to us, you know, not just to be sitting here in po- on podcast saying, cut it out with this. You, you, you people need to stop. Um, you know, we, you know, we need to stop watching these. But, but maybe we need to even start to pull back and say, okay, um, you know, because you know, like the Sharknado thing. Well, that one's not, you know, th- those films weren't as great either. At least the Sharknado thing is ha- has a level of originality, and they're trying. But I think even now they're kind of moving from the mockbuster to the um, big animals versus big animals, um, you know, pump it out kind of crap too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Now. And I think you're right about that. And that's something that there that is sort of an ongoing inner argument that's been going on within the horror genre for years. Mm. Because we genre lovers love to complain that nothing good comes out in the theater. Like that's like, <laughs> right. we don't get shit the theater. And then, you know, then uh, and everything that does come out, like all the big studio movies are crappy. Mm-hmm. And we love to complain about that. Yet when the big studio movies come out, we go watch them. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then we complain about them. Yeah. Um, and then so there's a, there is an argument, and, and it sort of depends on like which side of the fence you fall on. And it's like theres one side of the argument says, "Stop going to see these movies because if you go to see these movies, you're supporting these movies, and then they will continue to make these movies, so stop it. Mm-hmm. The other side of the argument is, I want to go see these movies because sometimes they're good and if you stop going to see horror in the theater altogether then they're going to get the idea that horror is not viable and they ju- and then they won't fund anything. Yes. So it's it, it's kind of a tight line to walk. Um I myself love going to see horror films in the theater. I do it whenever I can. And if it ends up being good, you know, that yay. And if it ends up being bad, well, yeah. Uh, this year it's been kind of iffy like the the Poltergeist remake was crap and <laughs> Um, I mean, like it was really bad. Um, but not as just not just as a remake; it was just a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the, I've ha- also had some good experiences this year, and so like it follows was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, of course that was an independent film. Uh, that but it's just it's it's difficult because you don't know if a movie is good or bad until you watch it. Mm-hmm. And so, unless, of course, Asylum is attached to it. Um, <laughs> but, like, you don't know that it's going to be a good movie or a bad movie. And I hate to miss out on right. possibly good experiences just because I'm going to assume that it's going to be bad. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it's hard. But I guess if if it has the Asylum in front of it, then you pretty much have a safe bet, and it's okay to avoid those because you don't want to uh, keep feeding that monster and I'm all about that. I think you're absolutely right about that. But, you know, there are people who actually love this company and love what they do. I mean, there are huge – there are, like, pockets of Asylum fans who just champion Asylum for w- what they are. And I don't understand that because maybe if the movies were more interesting or enjoyable, mm-hmm. I could get on board with that. The problem is, at least for me, they're just not – Right. Um. You know, and like a lot of sci-fi movies of late uh, in the last several years, there there was a time when sci-fi original movie was not a bad thing. Right. When sci-fi original movie meant you would get in front of the TV on premiere night. Like you would live yes. tweet it with all your friends, or you would have people over, and you would, you know, uh, it would be an event when a new movie was coming out, and it was a really exciting thing. I would set reminders so I wouldn't forget to watch it, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, and did, now they just come and go, and I don't even care because the quality has sunk so low.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't they do um, in the like the early to late nineties? I think it was. Um, they did like a four part Dune event that was mm-hmm. really good. Um, yeah, I mean, they they the, the sci fi was kind of known for that. Now that they've married themselves to the asylum, it seems to be.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's that was, I think a, a very huge mistake because I have filmmaker friends who were like, Oh, my movies used to, when you'd say my movie is going to be premiering on sci-fi, it was exciting, yes. you know? And now if you say my movie's premiering on sci-fi, everyone's was like, Oh yeah, no one else would take it. Huh? Yes. I mean, it's just,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's
0: like that. Oh, that's where your movie goes when no one else wants it now. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. Meh. Yeah. It has this stigma attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, just, like, and and the asylum. And so everyone out there within the sound of our voices, I'm sure, is going, well, if you knew this was an asylum film, then what were you expecting? You know,
1: It's the Carl's Jr. hamburger effect. (laughs) That's what it is. So anybody within the sound of our voice that knows where there's a Carl's Jr. I mean, I guess you could say it's also Wendy's has some really – they usually don't have the big ones as specials, though, but the Wendy's triple, uh, that's my favorite – fast food burger, I mean, any of the, uh, not counting in and out but, you know, when you think about, like, Carl's Jr., um, you know, I, again, you know, whenever I see one of those, I go in there, and I'm like, oh, we don't get Carl's Jr. on the East Coast, I want to do some Carl's Jr., and I, I usually, like, see the biggest, craziest thing on the menu, and I say, jeez, I, I don't need to be eating that, I, I've got a full day ahead of me, I shouldn't be doing that, and... um and, and it is. It's like The Asylum. You know, it's got the toppings. It looks great. It's got some, maybe jalapenos. It's got some kind of special fancy cheese and some kind of sauce that sounds great. And maybe they add like onion rings or something. And it's just this massive thing. And it's got the french fries. And I go, yes, you know what? Let's do it. I don't get Carl's Jr. that often. Um, and, 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 you know, then you, you're midway through. You're a couple bites in. And it's just like, what did I get myself into? And, and that's, what Car- that's what Asylum is. It's the Carl's Jr. of, of movies. Only I, I kind of like Carl's Jr. better than The Asylum
0: i would think so too yeah. i think the has much better aftertaste yes it does,
1: it does.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> yes so
1: i guess uh, so this is a resounding pass uh from the oh, two of please. us yeah. yeah
0: and of course like i said the people out there are going well duh
1: yeah <laughs> well
0: our, our listeners are probably like we weren't gonna watch that anyway but thanks guys
1: <laughs> yeah well that if you were if you if you weren't then you know you're 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 much better than us, but if not, um, you you've been warned. If you do decide to go with it,
0: yeah, it, it's <laughs> just, yes. yeah, it's just, it's uninspired. It's lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I now I think that Bill O'Burst Jr. Bless his heart, yeah, uh, did the best that he could with this, mm-hmm. and uh, I I really don't think his performance was bad.
1: No, no, no.
0: Um, but. I was really not saying all that much, just because <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot for him to do, and yeah, um, you know. And then, like I said, there were maybe two clever moments, um, mm-hmm. but that's not enough to sustain the joke for the entire night. 99- no, plus no. it's just not. It's just not.
1: Yeah. So this is this is ultimately a pass. This is your, your classic asylum. Uh, not as good as the title, um, you know, doesn't live up to the title film. You got it. No, well, Jamie, it's been a, a few weeks since we've done our last podcast. So, Jamie, what have you been up to as far as uh, your your other podcasts and shows?
0: Well, what the hell have I been up to? Oh, um, on Devour, we have st- we have halted the Friday the Thirteenth retro briefly because uh, David, my third co-host, is uh, um, taking a short hiatus from the show. So we're gonna gonna continue that. When he gets back. So now it's Bo and me, and we're just sort of shooting off in, in different directions. We're about to record an episode talking about the new film, We Are Still Here, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a ghost movie, sort of. It's kind of <laughs> bizarre. But uh, check out the show when it comes out, and you'll hear about it. On Skeleton Crew, um, we have completed recording our Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective. Hmm. Uh, Those will be released one a week uh, throughout June and July. So uh, the third one was just released this past Monday. This coming up Monday, um, Dream Master will come out. Mm. And uh, so what we did is we tackled each movie in the series per episode. And so it's going to be one episode throughout June and July. And then we're taking a little bit of a break while that. We're just going to sit back and and let that marinate for a while. Let people enjoy that. And um we're taking a, a break from that. On evil episodes, we just had a, an episode come out where we were joined by Iris from uh Badass's Boobs and Body Counts, uh, among a couple of other podcasts that she does. And she's a she's a hoot. She's really fun. And on that we talked about this the uh several episodes of Nightmare on Elm of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um <laughs> What the hell's it got? Tales from the Dark Side. Oh. And um, we are right in the meat of the crap episodes, <laughs> okay. let me tell you. I don't recommend watching these episodes along with us, but I do recommend listening to the show to hear us talk about them because I think I think that the show is is eminently more entertaining than the actual episodes of that show mm-hmm. that we're in. <clears throat> now, that being said, I love Tales in the Dark Side. I've always been a fan. I watched them when they first ran. And I'm excited whenever we go back and talk about them, but it's just they are really hit or miss. And some of the la- some of the ones we've been covering lately have been missing wholesale, just firing off in all sorts of different directions. Um, but it's fun to talk about, and um, so there's that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I guess that's about it for right now.
1: So now with the the Friday, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, did you mention anything about uh, the Dawkins song Dream Warriors?
0: We did. It was just sort of um, it was sort of mentioned that that they did the song and then we actually ended the episode with that song. Oh,
1: nice. Now, th- I think there were two versions of the video and there's one version where like the band members are kind of like chained up and um, in a dungeon and Freddy's like menacing them and I believe the guitarist gets his hands free just in time for the guitar solo. I think you're right. Yeah, I was, but I, I, then I saw another version and I, so I think maybe there's a version with Freddy and a version that's you know, kind of maybe after the film came out that didn't have Freddie in it. But, um, I just remember that going like, Oh, thank God he got free in time for the guitar. solo." I don't know what we would have done. <laughs> that that would have been awkward. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: yeah, I just finished listening to that episode last night mm. and, um, we had to make a late night trip to Walmart last night. Cause we don't like going when all the other people are there. Of course. So we always go late at night. And, um, that w- as I was driving home, it, the end of the episode hit and that song came on, and I just had to turn it up really loud as yeah. I'm driving because was a great song to drive through, or uh, to drive to drive, to. To drive to. Um yeah. and it's just a great song. And so that was kind of fun. I did did give you a mention in the episode two oh. of that
1: <laughs> for the Lamal for,
0: for the yes uh, for yes. the poster yes um I shouted out that poster just for you. Mm-hmm. Not realizing at the time that uh, they were responsible, or he, he yeah. I, I don't know, was responsible for the Never Ending Story theme song.
1: Yes, yep. And I was like,
0: I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what they do. And then um, one of my co <laughs> pulled it up, and I was like, oh my god, it's Never Ending Story. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so check out that retro if you're a Nightmare fan. Or even if you're not, it's still, it's a fun, they're fun discussions, I think.
1: Yeah, that sounds cool. So definitely, uh, yeah, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street one. I, I remember my friend and I. We tried uh, Halloween one year. We tried to do a marathon of all of them, and I believe Dream Warriors is where we we we, we fell asleep. We made it to, through number three. So
0: and that is pretty much the pinnacle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right there. I I am a big fan of New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. I, I like that one. Uh, you know, Craven came back in, and I think he did some really cool things with that movie. Mm-hmm. But four, five, and six. Yikes! I yeah. mean, it just goes downhill, yeah. um, just uh, really quickly. I mean, re- just you know, like someone cut the brake line, and that sucker <laughs> just goes downhill after Dream <laughs> yes. Warriors, which was fantastic. But then after that, woof, it, yeah,
1: um,
0: picks up speed, oh. and um,
1: yeah, just ooh, to... it, gets,
0: it gets ugly. But our discussion is our discussions are kind of interesting for that reason, I think, because that there are actually it's surprising how people how our opinions of the different films in this series kind of bounce all over the place you know Mm -hmm. um we pretty much all universally like dream warriors which i think is to be expected but it gets kind of surprising once you get into four five and six where people's opinions go and i think that makes for an interesting listen
1: Nice, nice. Well, that's cool. Now, now I guess on my end, uh, still a whole lot of nothing as far as the blog front goes. Well, at least you're consistent. At least I'm consistent. <laughs> I'm keeping up with that. So so haven't done that. Um, as far as the KNS uh, fanfic, uh, uh, Boldly Gone, that um, I have been working on, um, in, in honor of this week's movie, um, I had the fellas go um, um, meet up with uh, Abe Lincoln, who, which you may remember in the old series, Abe Lincoln. Uh, shows up in the old series, um, and they they kind of have a romp. I kind of play with the fact that um, you know there's some studi- uh, some some research saying that perhaps Abe Lincoln was gay. Uh, he spent four years uh, sharing a bed with a man in a log cabin, um, and so I kind of play with that <laughs> a little bit um, in, in this in this episode, and kind of bring back that episode that Abe Lincoln was in as well. So it should be a fun episode. It's uh it, it should be out pretty soon. It's volume, uh volume 46, um, issue number 172. So check that out.
0: In a, future, in a future issue, you should maybe have, like, Caitlyn Jenner do a cameo appearance or something, you know. Mm,
1: like, <laughs> yes, and maybe maybe they're on a, a, a distant planet where the aliens on that planet make them do a decathlon in order to yeah, survive. Was say, yeah, maybe yes.
0: sport on. Oh, and poor, poor <laughs>
1: Bruce – I'm sorry, poor Caitlyn uh, has to decide if, if, if she wants to go, you know do what she did for that life before just to save the crew you know it's a and it's a will she decision. wear a sports bra exactly <laughs> so yes i, I recommend could. it <laughs> that could be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> perfect well jamie it was uh, it was great to, to to be back with you again this week and uh, uh i hope you ha- uh, have a great week and thank you all for listening um i should point out too um I have finally updated the archives. Um, the, the episodes themselves had been up on, on iTunes before. So if you're not subscribing on iTunes, that might be a good way to check us out. But um, I did upload, uh, update the archive page. Also, you can always get new episodes if you go to the m- main page um, my blog, uh, mattmovieguy.com. The moment I put them on TalkShoe, uh, they end up on the, my, my movie page on the RSS feed, RSS feed and um, on iTunes. So um, I'm going to try in the future to do better, uh, getting on Facebook and Twitter and letting you know that the episodes are up. But uh, the last two episodes are on the archive, and this one, well, if you're listening to it now, you've, you, you know it's already been up. So, <laughs> But um, hopefully in the future I'll be better at doing that. But remember, uh, if you don't see an episode right away, check, um, check uh, iTunes or check, um, check the main page, mattmovieguy.com, and see if it's in the RSS feed.
0: All right.
1: All right. Well, thank you all for listening. It's nice to be back and uh we'll see everyone next week. Bye everyone. Bye. Uh. When
0: you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard-to-find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com unique.